Ocean breeze, it was lovely. Yeah, I know she loved me, but as time went on, she started putting her career in school above me. But I couldn't blame her. This music put her in danger. Plus, when you ain't home together, turning into strangers. Our lives are now in two different angles. We split after nine years, and yes, it was painful. I had my heart broken, had to sew it back together. They say that love hurts, but pain don't last forever. Jimmy. Tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy. Lights, camera, action. People thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on napkins. What you had to say was more important, man, than traffic. What's good, family, and welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bond's Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. This episode is sponsored by Good Hope Road Studios. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Tati. Wow, what's good, Ty? How you feeling? JB, live and direct from the 215. Live and direct from the 215, yes, sir. And of course, I can't forget my other co-host, the lovely Miss T with the T. What's up, T? How you doing? I'm feeling good, Jimmy. How about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Let's see. There you go. There you go. And family, today we have a special guest and I'm going to call her not even a guest because she's family to me. And so I'm going to call her another co-host. She's going to be a guest co-host. How about that? And she's going to help us with this subject today, family. So Hillary, you over there with us, mama? I am. I am blessed to be here with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, we are so happy that you are here with us and you're going to be able to share, give your input and your insight. But fam, remember, if you want to call us with your comments or questions, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. Go to email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now, family, on this episode, we are discussing a topic that I think sometimes people find touchy. Um, people have wounds, people have sores, people have good good uh, experiences, people have bad experiences. But on today's show, we are going to discuss the topic of interracial relationships. And I thought that that was a good subject because often a lot of us have experienced interracial relationships. Um, some of us haven't. And um, I always say the perspective is important for people to have. Um, like what people have experienced is so important to to share and let people understand what their experiences are and why you know the things that the, why they operate the way they operate so on this show we're going to talk about interracial relationships and i wanted t to go ahead and t told me she got a lot of information so i wanted her to jump in and give her information and let us know what you know what it is she found out so one thing is i don't understand why there's an issue with interracial relationships that's one thing from my point of view my great-grandparents are in a, in a racial relationship. My parents are in a relationship. So without them, I wouldn't be here. 
just saying. So what's like, I don't see anything wrong. You love who you love. But that brings me to, in a- on April 3rd, 1691, Virginia, the Virginia General Assembly signed a law saying that you cannot be married interracially or you could be enslaved or killed. So that's where it all started, 1691. So then everyone thinks I love the story of the Lovings, but it turns out they're not the first ones. No, I thought that they were the first ones. So, yeah, I, and you will never know. No. I mean, they got a movie out of them, but they you don't know anybody else. And they're not, the first they're ones. The first. So, Kinney, I, want, I hope I'm saying it right. Kinney, K-I-N-N-E-Y, versus the Commonwealth. So, they were married in 19, 1878, I'm sorry, on February 2nd. Um, Ten days after their honeymoon, they were found guilty of larceny. They were each charged $500. Then they went to the Supreme Court. It was Kennedy versus Commonwealth. And unfortunately, they were found invalid, and they were not allowed to get married, even if they had to leave the state or divorce. So what did they do? Choose to leave the state, obviously. They had two sons. That was, you leave the state, this is your home. Like, that's unconstitutional. But at this point, what is constitutional? Just saying. Yeah. I I mean, it's 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 obvious. And then he brings us to our loving lovings, loving versus Virginia. So they were married in 1958 7-11 and they were woken up out of their bed thrown into jail they had to go to the supreme court loving versus virginia they were arrested so then they actually <laughs> fought and won there's too many marriages on here <laughs> see see there's so you know, many on here i mean the thing about it too, is that like you know you can go in you can go and research and realize that you know interracial relationships i mean they, they've been going on for so long you know what i mean there's something that i always say you cannot put a color on love. You know what I'm saying? No. You cannot you cannot say that you know that you love somebody or you don't love somebody because of the color of their skin. People fall in love for all kinds of reasons. You know what I mean? Like you're not you, born racist, you're taught to be racist. No, it, I mean racist. really, I mean, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I felt like, you know, in, in all honesty, I don't know if everybody feels like this, but it's the way I feel. In all honesty, we are all racist in some kind of way. Some kind of way, shape, or form. Like whether whether you Admit it or not, we're all we all have some kind of prejudged notion about something about someone. Like it is that is the American way. That is what Americans have always done. So in a sense, we have to deprogram ourselves in order to understand, you know, why it's important to to cross. Not even important. Why why it's important to understand why people have interracial relationships and why people have interracial marriages. So what do you feel, man? What's, what's your input on? Well, see, from my standpoint, I haven't had the experience of an interracial relationship. Uh, when I was growing up, my neighborhood was predominantly just black. So my only interaction was either you know, at retail stores or maybe on SEPTA, school, or some type of business. But the difference from when I was growing up to now, white women didn't have, like, the figures. It's like nowadays, they're like, looking better than a lot of sisters, you know? <laughs> and stats are showing yeah, he said that, that more men... More, he said um, it. <laughs> can I tell you something, though? Go ahead, my fault, my fault. Okay, so... Leave it to I really noticed this, I really noticed this when I started working at QVC. I used to work for QVC. And that QVC was like a multinational interracial place. So yeah, women from around the world working there. 
And, you know, I will go out there to Westchester. And all day long, I'm just seeing women that look like models all day because that's what they pretty much were. They're like models. They had like competition with each other. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, this is like, all right. You know, it's like a show. But then I would go back home to West Philly and I'm like, yo, y'all got to do better, man. Y'all fucking <laughs> sloppy. Yo, know, I'm like, y'all got to step your game up. You a know? little workout, Ty? A little workout? <laughs> yes. Okay. You know? <laughs> but again, I mean, that was from, I'm 50. So when I was growing up, they were, they had a different look when I was growing up. Right. Whereas now they have a total different look, total different appeal, and it's just different. And the stats do say a lot of black men marry outside of their race. There's more black single women than there are single black men. That's pretty much where I've come to as far as the interracial marriages. I mean, we do tend to marry outside of our race for different reasons, you know. Uh, it's love, uh, it's the curiosity. You know, it's a lot of things, but we you know we marry outside of our race. There's nothing wrong with it. Although, like T was saying, there were there there have been laws on the books that have prevented that misconcegenation laws uh, in the 1800s, and they were on the books up until 1960. Yeah. So after 1960, again that loving versus the uh, state case, yeah, what pretty much opened up the marriages. Right. And right. these are the same cases that the. Uh, the gay men and women are using today to get their equal rights as well as far as Very marriages. So. Very much so. So they're bringing back these old cases up so that they can get the equal rights that a married person will receive as well as far as like benefits, uh, healthcare, you know, healthcare, so on and so forth. Yes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Definitely. That's so weird. That was just 50 years ago. I know. Like... I mean, it's a short period of time. <laughs> short period of time. Hill, yeah. so Hill, you know, you know, I want you to chime in on this conversation. You know, I do. <laughs> Um, what, from your experience, what would you say about your experience with interracial relationships? Well, I think that my viewpoint on interracial relationships, um, was pretty much formed by where I grew up. I mean, I grew up in suburbs of Virginia, outside DC, where there's everybody, you know, I grew up in a church that was multinational. I mean, I grew up believing that my uncle was Jamaican and that my aunt and Nana were Puerto Ricans, you know? And that was just what I thought and was normal to me until I, obviously I got older yeah. and, you know, realized my parents are white, white. Um, so, <laughs> like I, you know, realized that, but to me, like, it was like just seeing everybody in such a loving environment was so natural and wholesome to me. So as I grew up and I met people, it was so much about the vibe and the mm -hmm. energy that they put off and how they accepted me. And um, I, obviously, you know, you know, Jay, at a young age, um, I did get pregnant uh, at 17. I uh, had my daughter at 18. I'm raising a young black queen and I love her to death. I would not make it any other way. Hey, I love my um, niece, niece. I love my niece, niece. Same birthday, birthday twins. Hey, that's, 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 I love my niece, niece. She has my birthday. I love my niece, niece. Believe me. I, I will say, um, I'm, I'm grateful for that experience because it has changed my view of the world completely. I will say that I am blessed to have the view I do because outside of what I will say was a very um, biased um, viewpoint of, you know, everybody loves everybody kind of mm -hmm. thing. That's mm -hmm. funny. But then mm -hmm. when I had her, I learned that's not true. Mm -hmm. I learned people look at me, oh, that's your baby, you know, whatever, you know, or however they did, oh, you should do this to her hair. Oh, you should do that. You need to take care of that. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, 
because I was raising a young black woman, I was so brought into the black community that I lived within at the time in Southern Delaware. Um, and it was nothing but help and love and nobody, you know, said, oh, this white woman doing that or, you know, you're not going to know what to do. It was here. Let me help you, baby. Let me teach you how to do this. You know, and that experience to me has shaped my love for a diverse and interracial community. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and don't get me wrong. People see me with her or they assume, oh, you only date black men. But, you know. I was married to a white man. You sure were. So it was. You sure uh, were. Two of them. I never had two of them. You're right. But never <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, so, but um, that has a definitely. Uh, I, I I did that because I didn't have a preconceived notion of the understanding of what it takes to really have the right mindset to understand other cultures and want to understand and take a stand and be on the right side of what's going on in the world. Um, uh, and I think after my second marriage, I learned that anyone, of course, who comes into my household, and this is a, a almost a warning label for anybody who does want to be in a, in a racial relationship and is raising a child or even thinks about having a child with someone of the opposite race, is you need to fully understand their views on race. Mm-hmm. You need to fully understand their views on anti-racism. Mm. You need to fully understand um, if they're going to stand there with your child, if they're killed by a police officer, or if they're blamed for cheating on a test even though they didn't do it, you know, or whatever the, the reason is. Because I was married to someone who one of the reasons we got divorced was because he had some very racist views that came out after we were together for three years. Now, this is somebody who was from Southern Philly. So, I, you know, we had this like cultural vibe. And, you know, the second my daughter, who is growing up, had a pining for wanting to understand what it's like to have a black father that she's never had in her life, that triggered the, you know, oh, she doesn't accept me. And the ego popped in because there is a lot of ego when it comes to racism, you yeah. know, between black people and white people. Yeah. And um, I mean, since I've been out of that relationship, I've done a lot of reading and research about, you know, not only blended families, but like right now I'm working on um, anti-racism by Ibram X. Kennedy. Um, it's like a constant learning process. Yeah. And as a parent of a child of the opposite race or even being in a relationship with the opposite race, you have to be committed to understanding that. Yeah. I think to me, that's really important um, as we move through in history. Uh, and even if you have friends, you should be that devoted to your people. Mm-hmm. You know, all, if all people are your people, you should be that devoted. But that's really been my experience and shaped my going forward um, in, in dating and creating a, you know, a life outside of parenting. Um, is can this person be a good asset to my child? Will, she, will he understand what it's like you know, when it comes to wanting to put his you know, himself in the shoes of her if he's not black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's been an interesting ride, but, oh, you know, listen, it's you, been a you constant just, learning process. I think you just opened Pandora's box on that one. Like, you just, you really just talked about, I mean, that's, your story is not just, like, from one direction. You know, you know how you have some people that, you know, my whole family's white and, you know, all we grew up around was white people. You know what I mean? Or or vice versa. My whole family's black and all we know is black people. 
And I'm only talking about black and white because really in right now, that's all I really can talk about because I don't have experience or have anybody on the show that has experience with Asian interracial relationships or Latino X interracial relationships. You know what I'm saying? Well, look, at Hill's like, I, I, I dated an Asian in, in high school. And okay. All right. Look, 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 like look, it's like she's there for 10 minutes. So look, at Hill, Hill has, Hill has the rainbow over here. I can, I can ask Hill questions about certain things with, which which is why I asked Hill to come on the show, okay? You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was like, let me let me go find a Rolodex of, of, of my white sisters that I know, and she wouldn't come on my show. Like that's not what happened. I was like, I need to find somebody who I know that can articulate the stories that can that can really relate to it in a, in an objective manner, not in a you know a one sided one sided way. Because you know, like I always say, perspective is key, people. Like. Family, we got to have a perspective about how we look at certain things. You know, they say lovers have a color, but when people are in relationships, you have to you have to look at the love, not the people. You know what I mean? Because people are going to be people regardless of the fact. Like whether I'm black or whether I'm white, that does not resolve me from being an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like just that that doesn't happen. Like so, if we look at it more in the terms of in the terms of what does love look like, I think in the in the long run we're going to do a lot better as far as like stop prejudging people or stop trying to give people, you know, a reason to pre a reason to be prejudiced or racist. You know what I mean? We talk about racism like, you know, racism is taught. Racism is taught. It's like, yeah, racism is taught. You know, my mom, my mom was a pastor, God rest her soul. My mom was a pastor and she taught me a lot about the Bible, right? But not everything in the Bible I feel is correct. You get what I'm saying? So it's the same thing about racist. You could be taught to be racist, but you know darn well that being a racist is not really the correct way to live your life. I don't care what nobody say. Being a racist, you won't make it in this world, period. Period, point blank. So I think that we have to understand that opening our eyes is more about, opening our eyes is more about opening our hearts. And I think on the next segment, we'll talk more about the dynamic between, you know, the males and females and, and black and white and how, how that kind of operates in our society. But I definitely feel, family, that, you know, this subject is important for us to talk about. It's important for us to cover. And I look forward to just hearing everybody's input on it. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. You'll listen to the Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. Listen to the Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Now, family, on this show, we were discussing the topic of inter- interracial relationships. Excuse me. On our first segment, we had our guest co-host, Miss Hillary, break down a lot of her, her experiences with raising a biracial child and being in different relationships, um, interracial as well as just regular, uh, I don't know if you call those regular regular race relationships. I don't want to say white white relationships. What is, white, on white. white on white. White on white. White on white, black on black. I mean, hey, you know what I'm saying? And we, me and Ty always talk about, I don't know how you call a color a color, how you call people a color, but that's how we identify. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> Hillary was breaking down all, all of her, she, not all of her experiences, she's breaking down her experiences. Um, T was giving us the, the history 
about interracial marriages within the U.S., how far they go back. Ty was talking about his inexperience with being in an interracial relationship. He also was telling us some other things, which I will put on pause for right now. I suggested the family go back and listen to the first segment if you want to hear what Ty said. But moving right along, friend, on this segment, I wanted to talk about um, a dynamic that I think is, is very interesting uh, within, within our culture. Um, you see a lot of times, you watch TV, and you see a lot of times that the marketing of the interracial relationship is a major move right now. Like you see, you watch TV and you'll see a white mom and a black dad or a black mom and a white dad um, and, you'll, and the kids are mixed. And I understand that they are trying to, they're trying to, I guess, cater to the interracial or the blended family. That's what they're trying to cater to. Um, I can't, I don't really think that if, if you have a, if a husband or wife or interracial, I don't necessarily call that blended. That's just a family. But um, I, I just, it got me thinking about how they market it to the point of it, it's, they want you to accept it. And in some people's cases, it, it's okay to that they accept it. Like, hey, that's, that's fine. But in some people's cases, it's, you know, it's, it's a sore. It's like, I don't, I don't want to see that. So I, I wanted to just talk about a few things that I noticed within this subject. Um, so there's about 17% of the population of, of America is an interracial relationship. 17%, only 17%. Um, I think a lot of times that it takes to the extent that people that are on the fence of, about interracial relationships, I think sometimes they're shunned. People don't, don't want them to, to speak their mind. But I want them to talk about it because I want to have their understanding as to why they're against it or for it. You know what I'm saying? I want to figure out, like, why do you feel like interracial relationships are not there? I'll give you a prime example. Um, like, I think about sometimes, I think about how black women, and see, you can, you can talk to me about this. I think about how black men often fall, you know, are not, are not in relationships with other black women. And I think about how that affects black women. And, you know, T, let me ask you this. What do you think, does that affect you when you see that? Does, do you feel some kind of way personally? No, I don't care. You, you don't care. Love. But have you, no, heard your friend, care. have you heard any of your friends yeah. have an issue with it? I've heard my friends say that. <laughs> yeah, they, they have an issue with it, right? Friends. Yeah, they, I'm like, why? You love who you love, but. Well, okay, hold, okay. So wait, wait. I, I'm, I don't want none of your friends' names. What, what do they say? I'm like. Let's say, because I grew up where I, I grew up in the area. Like I have everybody, like right. every race, everything. Then I went to a school that was predominantly white. There was uh -huh. a few like mixtures in there. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Because I went to school and what didn't affect me. But I, I heard like in class and all that, oh, they're not going to date me because I'm black or, oh, they only want white girls and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, maybe it's not them. It's you personally sometimes, but I do hear a lot of black women say that. But then I also hear, well, black women cannot date a white person, but black men can date a white person. I don't understand why that's an issue. That's well, let, a big issue also. Let me, let me ask Ty. Ty, what do you see, what do you feel when you see a black woman with a white man? <laughs> I knew you was going to come to me with that one, man. Hey, I'm no, no, it's not a problem for me. It's not a problem. Again, I mean, you date who you date. You, you're intimate with whoever you're intimate with. You know, yeah. it's, 
it comes down to the individual preference, you know? Exactly. But again, like she just said, the numbers show that there are more black men marrying outside of the race as opposed to black women. Uh, there are more, how can I put it? White men are not marrying black women at a higher rate than they are maybe Asian women. Right, no, they're or not. Or women outside of their race. You know? not. So the black women are the lowest ones as far as percentage-wise when it comes to marriage right. outside of their race. Right. Um, there's a number of factors into that. Uh, I, again, I can't pick everybody's brain and start giving you the factors into it, but there's everybody has their own personal reasons why they do and why they don't. Uh, again, it just comes down to the personal preference of the person, individual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, My question, uh, I have a question for Hillary, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it, or how was it with your child, raising your child with, uh, within the marriage? You know, your child comes from a, a black male, but the male figure in the house is now a white male. Was that a challenge for your child? Um, it was when we were married. Um, and that took... Uh, a lot out of me to be able to give to you know the relationship it wasn't my job to educate him um and that's one thing i had to learn right away um it was his job to want to learn to how to be her step parent or bonus parent or whatever you want to call it um especially of a young black woman um so it it was it was definitely a challenge and but i was very proud of even though we got divorced i was very proud of you know the way things happened not what happened within the household but the fact that we would have very deep conversations in the kitchen about you know white privilege and his argument it not being real he's not gotten jobs the same job as he interviewed as a black man and a white man got the job and blah 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 uh, you know of course my argument was are you kidding me like <laughs> white privilege you know i'm i'm an employer myself believe me like i do everything i can to hire women and women of color you know and yeah. giving opportunities as opposed to people that i know that give opportunities if they're on the same level you know and yeah. um we would have arguments like that very regularly in the house um especially as things happened within um the media, you know, as things were happening with like Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice and all these things were happening while I was in this marriage. So these conversations would happen regularly. Um, 42 came out, Selma came out, like literally everything my daughter was glued in on and wanted to really embrace and learn about her culture was happening during this time. And it was important for me to hone that. And when I saw him struggling with that and us having these conversations, I saw so much gratitude grow from her. My relationship with her grew. Mm. 10 times in this marriage because she would text me from the other room. I'm so proud of you, my mom. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for standing up for me. Thank you for understanding. Yeah, um, and mm. that was really important to me and is way more important to the marriage than the marriage. You know, that marriage was temporary, obviously, but, um, which I didn't go in thinking, I hate to say it, but you know, it's, it's what I learned and you, you really have to understand who you're with and, and what their views are, not just what they tell you. Yes. True. true. It's true. Yes. I, I wish I wish I had known I wouldn't have had him in my house. So I'm playing. I'm just messing with you. I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm that would have been a bad day. I mean, he's probably in Philly now. So if you want me to give you address, you can run up on it. No. Yeah, you know, yeah, hey, listen. Listen, way too far from South Philly. You know how it is. <laughs> I'm going to keep that off the books. Okay, family. All right. <laughs> well, listen. 
Hill, I'm, I'm so glad that you were you were expressing that and sharing that story with us because you know that's that's the kind of stuff that I always want to hear. Um, you know, families families go through these these trying times, and it's not on social media. You know, you won't be able to see this. You won't you won't be able to to sit down and look at this and be like, hey, well, what's going on in this household? You know, so for you sharing that hill and the com and, and the love and and the the closeness it brought you and Sid, you know, like you said, it was temporary, but you look at it and you say to yourself, like, there's a reason for everything, you know what I mean? There's a reason and a purpose for everything. So, you know, you might have lost a marriage, but you, you you gained a closer connection with your daughter, which to be honest with you, family, I mean that's that's you can't touch that, you know. T, when you have kids, God willing, if you ever want to have kids, you will understand that. Like, you can't touch that. There's nothing that you can touch about your child coming to you and saying, thank you for standing up for me. I love you for you're the best mom. Listen, that that's the that pays off every single bill I ever had. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you work so hard to take care of your kids and make sure they become a good people. And I know I'm listening not about interracial relationship, but you got to understand, like, this, this plays a part into it because... Mm -hmm. It, it affects it, it affects families. It's a family dynamic. It's not just two people in a relationship. You know what I mean? It affects the grandparents. It affects the parents. It affects the kids, the aunties, the uncles. You know, even even the close friends that people have. Like it affects everybody. Everybody having a pain. And I'm gonna tell you, go get yourself a white girlfriend and see what happens. Go get yourself a white man and see what happens. I'm talking to my black people, not to my white people. Go get, go get yourself some go get yourself some 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 chocolate and understand that it's it's going to be different. They are going to come at you harder than you ever had anything to do because in this in this country race is primary. People say money, I say it's race because that is the first thing people look at when they see you. They don't judge you off of anything else. They don't know how much money you had. They judge you off of what you look like. So out the out the race the race and the racism that goes along with interracial relationships and the the struggles that people have within them people don't understand like yo you gotta sometimes you have to keep them off the books you can't even introduce them to the family am i right hell you know what i'm talking about sometimes sometimes you can't even keep that you can't even have the life that you love put introduce to your family and in these trying times with so much division and so much hate you know, you know for a fact. Don't let a Trump. Don't let a, no 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 Trump supporter fall in love with with an with a Obama fan. Like I'm telling you, it's gonna be a problem in the household. Like it's just gonna be an issue. So you gotta understand it. Like interracial relationships, I always feel are, are meant to mend fences. They're meant to to build connections that people wouldn't normally build. And you know, like it or not, or you feel some kind of way about it or not, people are gonna be in these type of relationships. They are. So. You know, either we learn to grow together with it, or we gonna have issues, man. We we gonna have issues. We gonna have some serious issues. Um, you mentioned about the races uh, being black and white, and one of the things that's different from over here in America as opposed to other countries. Uh, over here in America, the caste system is black and white. Where other countries, there's no color. You're just the person of that particular land. Again, if like if if I was born in Russia, I wouldn't be black. I'll be considered a Russian. Right. If I was born in Japan, I'll be considered a Japanese. You know, but it's really only here 
there's certain parts throughout the world too, but mainly over here in America where you have a uh, black and white. You know, and, I, I would listen, I would agree with you on that, but I would also tell you this the way it is right now, we started this. You get what I'm saying? Like how 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 much how much division there is right now. Like we we're, we're the example, right? We're the example of the, of the division. So if you're saying you're like like in other countries they don't have that, like no. In England, they have a lot of multi multicultural relationships, a whole lot. You know what I mean? I can tell you, I got family over there. Like, there is a whole lot of multicultural. Right. But at the same token, as much as we might think that that racism is not there, believe me, bro, I'm telling you from the horse's mouth, and I can't speak about it because I'm not gonna speak about my past. You know, what I mean? I'm married. I'm no, nah, that's not the way I know. But I'm telling you from experience, no, it, it is it is not that. They they do judge you. They do. They right. do look at you different. They do make you think that, hey, you know, I'm, I'm lesser than. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's more. It's it's a. We might not think that it's like that over there, but racism exists worldwide. Racism is not a U.S. thing. Racism is a worldwide problem. I know that for experience. Like, even going even going to my school, like just just the, the amount of multicultural people I went to school with. I mean, there were so many micro aggressions and micro things that they would say to me that. You know, they might have, back then they might not thought it was racist or might not thought it was was, was whatever, but you know, it was. <laughs> you know, it really was. So you know, I it, it's just one of them things that people it's a worldwide issue. It's a worldwide problem. It's a worldwide dilemma. You know, it's 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 something that we all that I guess we all have to deal with, you know. Like you shouldn't have any pre-notions about who who someone else dates. Like who cares? Who cares? I ain't sleeping with them. I ain't gotta deal with their issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to deal with that headache. And I'm not saying that like, relationships are a headache. I'm just saying that, like, like they're hard work, and they're even harder when you're into when you're in an interracial relationship. So, right. you know, they're even harder because the dynamics are so different. And you know, it's it's all, yeah, man. I mean, it's that's that's the crazy part. But yeah, family. On that note, um, I think we take a quick break, and we'll come right back and we'll continue the conversation. You're listening to the Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. Listen to the Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Boss Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Now, family, again, on this show, we were discussing interracial relationships. And in our previous segments, um, our guest co-host Hillary was giving us some great experience and great insight on her experiences and things that she's learned. Ty was giving us his insight on it. T was sharing her insight on it. Um, but on this third segment, I wanted to kick it off and ask the team a question about a particular person that um, recently I found out about. And I, I wanted to ask them, this not, might not have to do with interracial relationships, but I just wanted to get their honest opinion because she may have been dating someone who thought that she was this so hell i'm gonna ask you first what is your that. what is your opinion about jessica krug miss jessica miss jessica krug you know who that is no okay jessica krug 
is a professor at GW University, or she was a professor at GW University in her history department, okay? Jessica Krug has played to be a black woman for the last, I wanna say, uh, as long as she's been in that school, let's just say. She has said that she was a black woman. Now, I, you know, this isn't the first time this has happened, family. Y'all know this isn't the first time this has happened. Rose. This ain't, this ain't the first time it's happened. So I wanted to find out. I find it funny that, you know, that you really want to be black this bad. You really, really, really want to be black this bad. So I really wanted to know, Hill, like, Hill, this, this is perfect for you to answer. Because, I, you know, I know in some instances she probably either, she if, if she was dating people, she might have been dating somebody that was black. You know what I mean? Which means that she was in an interracial relationship. You know what I mean? So in a, in a sense, it's kind of, you know, relate, related. But, you know, or in a sense, she was saying that she was black to other people. So, or she, or rather she was, she was, she was white pretending to be black. So when she dated a white guy or she dated a white woman, it would, you know, it would be an interracial relationship. So y'all get what I'm saying, right? Y'all get what I'm saying. Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to put it together in my head and make sense of it. So, Hill, what do, what do you think about that? To me, I think it's absolutely insane, and it says a lot about your own personal development um, and trauma in your life to have to pretend to be something you're not. Now, I will tell you, it's a common question that I get when I'm dating or meeting people all the time. What is your race? What is your ethnicity? To me, it's weird that that's the first thing somebody asks you when they see you or you know see your picture or whatever. And of course, I'm like, I'm white, but why does it matter? Now, I have had, you know, black men tell me, oh, well, I don't want to date white women. And I'm like, that's fine. That's your choice. That's totally fine. I respect that. Move along. Next. Um, but I, at no time in my life would I have ever said that I was something that I wasn't just to get someone else to like me. Because in the end, if you don't like you, no one else is going to like you either, you know, at the end of the day. Like, you know, I was telling um, my friend this the other day is, you know, it's not your job to make me happy. It's my job to make me happy. You make me happier. <laughs> so if you aren't happy, whoever you're with, whether you're pretending to be black, white, Puerto Rican, or Asian, they're not going to make you happier. So um, that, that's, a, that's a little crazy to me because... I mean, there, I will tell you, there was one point in my life I got really frustrated with people asking my race over and over. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm raising a young black woman that I would immediately respond with, why does it matter? Why do you care? Why don't you get to know me? Um, but if it came down to it, it was, I'm white. I'm white. My parents are white. I'm proud that those are my parents. I'm not proud of the race because it's definitely detrimentally caused our society to be reckless. But I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not proud to be who I am and raise yeah. who I was. And this is just how I happened to be birthed. This is how God made me. So why am I going to say, oh, I want, no, I'm just kidding. God, I want to be that. <laughs> Can you pick another crown? I don't like this one. You know, it's, it's just that's just not me, and I would never ever in my life think to think that that's okay. And you're literally tricking all of society. Like, imagine you dated someone that pretended to be a woman, and they were a man. To me, that's no different. I I, I, I agree. I, I agree. Same. That out there. To me, that's no different because you're pretending to be something you're not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, all right, T, your turn. How you feel about that? Pretending to well, be Well, didn't she, not even black, but didn't she say she was Jamaican? 
She said that she was from Jamaica or something all, like that. First of all, right? okay, let's, get, let's get this right. Let's get this right. Okay. Now, they're all white Jamaicans. I've been to Jamaica a couple times. There are some white, white, and there's, 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 there are Indians in Jamaica too. And I mean, yeah, there Indians are, and, but Indians for you to Indians. say, but you're a the black majority Jamaican. Of, <laughs> right, I, I mean, like you said, you're black. If you say you're Jamaican, most Jamaicans- Just say you're Jamaican. <laughs> like, I'm a black Jamaican. Okay, you're Jamaican. <laughs> like, it's like, she's, yeah, no, she's just lost cause. She has some identity issues she needs to handle. Um, maybe some therapy. Because that, it's like, you have, like she said, God didn't make you that way. You can't reverse it and say, I want to be something else. She has some stuff. Ish. I think that was more relying with what she thought that she should be. Do I think it's right? Who am I to judge? Is it weird? Definitely. <laughs> but she thought she had to do that at that time. And then she had, I think she had kids too, right? I believe she had kids. No? There was another one, too. Remember, she was the head of um the NWACP. Yeah. She, she, she took it all the way. I, no, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. She, she took it all the way. I know. I know. She took it all the way. I know. <laughs> she took it all the way to the marriage and everything. Like, listen, she took it all the way. Crammed her hair. <laughs> Had some coils. I just feel like everybody should be happy with themselves. Yeah. Like, you have to be happy with yourselves because nobody's yeah. going to be happy with you. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not happy with yourself. I mean, that's real. That's real. Her so and I, the other one, they, they need, they got some little quirks. So I know. I know. Ruin. I know. Ty, how you, how you feel about it, Ty? Well, I feel as though she did a hustle move. The resume pool was probably low for that particular position, so she figured she could pass as a black woman and get that pension. I mean, you have, uh, you have a few women that, you have a few women that have done that. That's why Trump is calling that lady Pocahontas. I forgot her name because she's trying to say that she's black. So Senator and Warren, she's not black. Senator yeah, Warren, and, and Trump calls her Pocahontas. You she, know, she, she again, said, "Yeah, she says, I know, I know, Ty. I don't know a lot about this lady. I haven't heard of her, but it's crazy. You said she was a uh, NAACP. Mm-hmm. She, she was. I, she, she worked in. She worked in. First of all, first of all, first of all, George Washington University. Being from D.C. and Hill, you know what I'm about to say. George Washington University is one of the most pr prestigious universities in this country. Do you hear me? Academically, okay. they are they are they are top of the line, and when it comes to political science, they are one of the best schools in the country, maybe in the world, at political science. Right there next to Georgetown, right there next to American University, all those schools are right there. You know the political science are in D.C., so you would know that. So if she's the head of this department, not the head of the department, she works in the history department at GW. And I mean, if you work in a history, you'd be, you'd be having some political science kids that come through your, your, your doors. You have to know that she, the impression that she put on so many of those kids was such a false thing. You know, imagine kids that have never, maybe have never encountered a black woman. You know what I'm saying? Maybe like, I'm dead serious, it happens, right? Imagine kids that are coming from maybe the Midwest areas or the suburbs or the sticks and down around the places that have never encountered a black woman. This is who they meet. This is their representation. Like, how ridiculous is that? You know, we don't, we don't get to go around and pretend that we're white. We don't get to do that. We don't, we don't, we don't get to get a white card and all of a sudden we can be white and get the same privileges as a white person. That's not what, that's not what we get. You know, so as as preposterous as it is, and as funny as as it is sometimes to me is, 
you know, it's actually her piece because she, you know, she, she, she bamboozled us, period. And I know everyone's like, well, this has nothing to do with interracial relationships. Like this woman played a part. Herself. You have to understand there, there are people who are in interracial relationships who are never accepted ever. So for you to go be another race to be accepted, it's kind of like, like, I, I mean, I can't even use the words that I want to use right now. Cause it's it's just ridiculous. It's it's absolutely atrocious. Jimmy, that that was the case. Yo, bro, what's up? She was hired by someone, correct? She yeah. was hired by someone, correct? Yeah. So they had to know her race or her ethnic background. Her, I think the people that are above her that were her on know this as well, and they just let it ride out. And and you know, let me, let me, that's let me, that's what I'm that's what I'm getting from it. You know what happened? No, you, the reason, only reason why she was exposed was because her family members called her out on on freaking social media. Was like, "Yo, you're not black." Betrayed by your own family. And she immediately went and wrote a letter and was like, "Hey, I, I have defrauded. I have I have made all this." I, I'm I'm saying this people because like, you know, there are people going out here with some real struggles every day. I mean, Hill Hill just basically shared her story of the struggles that she's had to have with her own family. To the extent that you know you play with racist Matt like that, like that's just that's just not cool. Jay, I think that like a part of it goes into like a lot deeper subject of like fetishization, you know, within culture. And she obviously fetishized black culture so much that she wanted to become it. And you and you're saying it doesn't have anything to do with interracial relationships. It has everything to do with interracial relationships. You took it out my mouth. You took it out my mouth. Yeah. So many people fetishize black women because they're exotic, you know, and that's what they say, you know, or they say biracial women are exotic Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. Italian women or whatever, or they they fetishize white women because they think they're submissive, you know, whatever. And I'm like, come on. (laughs) 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 You know, that's what. That's what it is, though. It's like such this ideal. They get this ideal that they think that everything from that relation, that that race, is one thing. They think that 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 culture speaks for a whole. Um, and so they want to become it so much they think this is cool. You know, it's trendy to be black. You know, it's trendy to be black until something bad happens and you have to stand up for it, or you have to, you know, uh, you know. Uh, protest for your rights, you know, until then, until then, that's yeah. when it, you know, it's so cute. Yeah. But um, I think that there's like such a deeper thing to that, you know, people that only date white girls or people yes. that only date Asian girls yes. or Asian men. That is where I see the problem. Yes. In interracial relationships, if, if you're telling me that you only like a person because of their skin color, then that says so much more about you. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like one of those things that you do see that seep into other areas, whether it's career-wise with this woman um, or, you know, family-wise and things like that, you know, and then people do call you out and they're like, you're wrong. You know, if your family knows you're wrong, they're calling you out, just like this woman. Like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with you? This is not okay. Mm-hmm. You don't get to do this. You don't just get to absorb a culture and become it, you know? Um, so I, I think that that is something really important that, you know, to think about, you know, as we talk about interracial relationships is, is it for a fetish? Is it because you're just curious or is it because you actually want to be with the person and love the person and genuinely, you know, understand their, their struggle and their energy and want to really be a part of that? 
Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, I mean, hell, you, you you said it all on that one. I mean, that's the first time I ain't got nothing else to say. You took the words out of my mouth on that one. Like, yes, fetishes. There are definitely some fetishes. I'm going to tell you, I have been a fetish, unfortunately. I'm back. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it's true. It's true, and I'm and I'm I'm not gonna go into that and tell a story about it, but it's it's the god honest truth. People have these ideas in their head, and they want to use, they they want to use you for their for their fantasies, and you know you people don't be used. I don't care if you white or black. Please don't be used. You're you're a person. You're a human being. You deserve to be in relationships with people. People care about you sincerely. I'm saying. I, I mean, this this was a subject I needed to bring hell in on, man. I listen. I haven't been in an interracial relationship for many, many, many years, like a long time. And you know, he'll, he'll, he'll. I'll, I'll tell you a story about Hill. When I first met Hill, I, I really wasn't living nowhere, but I was up and down in D.C. and Delaware. And Hill, Hill became really like Hill became like Hill. Hill's my sister, pretty much. You know, we might not have the same mom and dad, but we family. And I used to sleep on Hill's, Hill's floor. In between me going from DC and Delaware, I was just doing a lot of music. I used to sleep on her floor, and she would just she would just give me like you know what you need what you need Jay or you okay you gonna be all right. And I'm gonna tell you, family, like even even when at my worst times when I was doing my music at my worst times when I I, I feel like nobody supported me, Hill was right there. But whether she was in whether she was in Austin, Texas, or whether she was in Delaware, whether she was in Maryland, she was right there supporting me. And like I say that to tell you that like race has nothing to do with with family. Okay, race has nothing to do with family. Or people that 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 come into your life, you know, platonically, that are family. And you have to understand that that even inter- those are interracial relationships as well. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a there's a there are romantic interracial relationships and then are just platonic inter- interracial relationships. And <clears throat> if you don't have any platonic ones, I suggest you go find some because it'll help you o- open your paradigm about where this world is going. Um, I know that I have sometimes some misconstrued views about things that my wife often has to correct me about. And I can tell you, I've had misconstrued views that Hillary has got on the phone and debated with me about. So. You know, you have to understand you got to appreciate the people that are around you for for their insight and their wisdom, you know what I'm saying, for for their experiences, because what they say make you better. Just listen. You know, just listen to what they tell you. It'll make you a better person and open your eyes to it. And, you know, hell, I'm so glad that you came tonight and was able to share your story with us, you know, because it's profound. I mean, there are several million single moms out there that can relate to your story and who, who can who can say yeah i know exactly what that feels like you know you know i know it's a touchy subject man it's, it's, it's one of them things that's kind of hey i don't know we want to go there but i feel like tonight was one of the nights that we really covered it in a very objective let's open the box kind of way you know not close-minded not being like you know i only i only date black girls i only date white girls I only date Hispanic chicks, you know what I mean? Like, that's not the way it is. And please, I'm going to tell you this, please. My brothers, my brothers, my brothers, my brothers, stop trying to get an international freaking smokers board of women. Stop trying to do that. Love people for who they are. 
Don't be like, I got to get me an Asian woman. I got to get me a Hispanic woman. I got to get me a white woman. I got to get me a black woman. I got to get me a, a Brazilian woman. I got to get me a Peruvian woman. Hey, stop all that. Stop it. All right? Don't have a fetish about that. If you love somebody, love them for who they are, not the color of their skin, but for how their parents raised them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If their parents raised them to be racist, maybe don't love them like that. <laughs> maybe love them through it, if you can. You know what I mean? But, you know, love, love does not have a color family. It's a, it's a big thing. It's one of the things where, where it, it spreads. To, it's a big thing. And, you know, one thing my mother always told me was that you, got, you, have, to, you have to mend fences with love. You gotta mend them with, with, with peace. You gotta mend them so that so that we can continue to, to be the United States that we are, the people that we are that make up America. You know what I mean? We we're, we're here, people. We gotta coexist. We talked about segregation and integration, but I know we have to coexist. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, on that note, I'm gonna let the team finish. Like say what they gotta say, and you know, I'm, I'm gonna be the show out where it is. What's up? What's up, T? What you got to say, T? I just have to say, love is beautiful, and everybody should go find it, no matter what color you are and how you feel. Everybody deserves love, so go out there. That's feel, all. That's all. I feel you, mama. What about you? What's up, Ty? What you got to say? I'm waiting for T's Woosa album to come out. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I am, too. I am too. That's for sure. She is just cool, calm, relaxed. Take it in, breathe slow. It's beautiful. I'm gonna tell you though. I had to calm her down earlier when she called me. So yeah, all right. Yeah. When she called me earlier, when she called me earlier, it wasn't the same TV we talking to right now. Okay. (laughs) That was somebody else. Yeah. Listen, we we had to get her. We had to get it together, but that's family. So you know how we do. I have tea now. Tea has tea. We all fit. Hey, no issue. And Hill, let me let me ask you this. So, I mean, what what do you have? What are your parting words to the family, to the to the audience? What do you want to say? I think the most important thing that we can think about going forward in any interracial relationship you're in, whether it's family or love, um, is that your voice isn't the most important. Your ears are. Mm. Um, and even though you're hearing my voice today, if you're with somebody or have somebody in your life who has a different experience than you, the most important thing you can do is listen. Because that's the only way you're going to unlearn racism. Amen. Amen. Family, listen, I'm honored that Hill was able to join us today. Um, Like I said, she's family. She's always welcome back. You know, we always have space for you, Hill. Any any subject that I'm like, hey, yo, call Hill. Let's get it wrong, okay? So, (laughs) Hill, I'm so thankful that you came and you joined us. Um, You know, you're always family. We love you. We love Sid. Make sure you give his number big hugs and big love for us. Um, family, I'm going to end the show right now because I am I am ecstatic and happy that the show went the way it did. I am, you know, a lot of times in my life, I, I feel like I got to challenge certain things, you know, on the show, Jimmy Boss Podcast, Philadelphia Radio. I try to challenge social norms. I try to challenge things that people may or may not think about. Um, but in these times, family, I, I just want to challenge you to be better, you know, because that's what I want to do every day. I want to be a better person. Um, I want I want to love better. I want to I want to be better a better dad to my kids. I want to be a better husband to my to my wife. I want to be a better business partner. You know I want to be a better podcast, a better lyricist. I want to be better, and that's why I do this. Is because I I I pray the same for you that we're all none of us are perfect, and all we can do is get better. And sometimes you got to have somebody to talk to to do that. So family, on that note, 
I want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Remember, family, we are still in the COVID-19 pandemic. So please, please, please wear your mask, wash your hands, and practice social distancing. And remember, family, in these moments, every moment is sacred. So when you're dealing with your friends, your loved ones, and your family, value every second moment you have. Because you never know when you're going to get that sense again. So until that, sorry, family. So until the next Take episode, your time, Pastor. Go home, <laughs> Screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Barnes, and I'm out. Peace. Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now remember, family, we are still in a COVID-19 pandemic, so please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Go Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on, come on! Fight on, fight on.